maximize it. If you have your Bibles, my opening text will be out of the book of Jeremiah. It don't matter what chapter you turn to, I'll eventually get to it. Just kidding. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 34, and uh, we'll begin there. Um, I've had this piece of paper floating around in uh, my Bible for several weeks now. I usually have about five or six uh, in a row out of the whole stack that I have. But Jeremiah 34, if you have your Bibles, say amen. If you have it open to Jeremiah 34, say amen. If you didn't say amen, you're a heathen, you ain't got a Bible, you have a phone. Jeremiah 34. Uh, let's begin at verse, we have verse 8 on the screen. And it says, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord to King Zedekiah. Notice it didn't come to the people that were under Zedekiah. The word of God came to Zedekiah. Notice after King Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people who were in Jerusalem to proclaim liberty to them. Somebody say, proclaim liberty. All right, we're talking about the Lord's freedmen. And then it says in verse 9, that every man, somebody say, every man, should set free his male and female slave, a Hebrew man or woman, that no one should keep a Jewish brother in bondage. Verse 10, now when all the princesses and all the people who had entered into covenant heard that everyone should set free his male and female slaves, that no one should keep them in bondage anymore. Notice verse 10, the last part says they obeyed and let them go. Verse 11, but afterward, but afterward, they changed their minds and they made their male and female slaves return whom they had set free. And then verse 15 says, uh, verse 14, trying to, well, verse 15 is what I have on the screen. Then you recently turned and did what was right in my sight, every man proclaiming liberty to his neighbor and you made a covenant before me in the house, which is called by my name. Then you turned around, notice that, you turned around and profaned my name, every one of you, and brought back his male and female slaves whom you had delivered. Last scripture in, chapter, in verse 17 says, Therefore, Thus says the Lord, you have not obeyed me. Notice this. Here's their indictment. You have not obeyed me in proclaiming liberty, everyone to his neighbor. Behold, I proclaim liberty to you, says the Lord, to the sword, to pestilence, and to famine, and I will deliver you to trouble all out of all the kingdoms of the world. Now, some of you might say, well, what does all that mean? 
There's no more slavery. We know that that's a dark part in our world. The Bible speaks of subjects oftentimes people don't want to talk about, but I am not afraid. If it's in the Bible, how many of you guys know that God can give you the wisdom and the knowledge to draw it out? How many of you know that you can draw out principles out of the Bible, life principles out of the Bible? And here is not a principle. This was a law. This was a Jewish law. The Bible says that God told the people that they were his people and they made a covenant with God. And their covenant was uh, to set those at liberty that had enslaved themselves to work. Now, slavery in the Bible was a byproduct of being indebted. If you wanted to purchase land, you had to indebt yourself to the landowner. If you wanted to purchase stock, you usually indebted yourself to purchase a stock. And God knew that this would happen, so he gave them a law, which was the law of liberty. He gave them the law that they would obey this law. And after seven years, the Bible says, the year of jubilee. In verse uh, Leviticus 25, uh, God gave them a law. And that was the law of Jubilee. He said, I know you're going to have debt. I know that you're going to uh, owe people. Uh, you're going to be indebted. But I'm giving you a law. And this is my law. That after seven years, you are to set people free from their debts. Now, that was almost impossible. And we see here their predicament. They wouldn't. They changed their mind. And the Bible says, because that, God proclaimed liberty to them, to the sword, to famine, and to pestilence. Next verse in Leviticus 25, verse uh, 40, it says, As a hired servant and a sojourner, he shall be with you and shall serve you, notice, until the year of Jubilee. And then in verse 55, it says, For the children of Israel are servants to me. And they are my servants, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. This morning, I want to talk to you about the Lord's freed men. How many of you know that God has set us free? The Lord God has set us free. What man was not able to do, the Lord God did for us. Notice that God promised them liberty. He says, I've heard your groanings. In the book of Exodus chapter 2, the Bible says that God heard their groanings. He heard how their taskmasters had enslaved them. And the Bible says that they uh, groaned to God and the Lord God heard them. And the Bible says, and he says, and I have come to deliver you. Notice, not only did he use the word redeem, he says, or, or delivered, he says, I have come to redeem you. In other words, they were enslaved in Egypt and the Lord God not only set them free from their taskmasters, he uses a New Testament word, which is the word redeemed. In other words, I purchased you out of the house of bondage because you were enslaved and they they were going to let you go, but you cried, and therefore my own arm has brought salvation, and now 
I have come to set you free. How many of you guys know that there is still a jubilee? Jubilee is available because of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that God proclaimed liberty to them. And the Bible says that they all agreed, yes, we will set them free. Yes, we'll let them go. But then the Bible says, but they changed their mind. They changed their mind. And the Bible says in, in the book of Jeremiah that they recently turned and did what was right, but then they turned around. They turned around. They changed their mind, and they turned around. They, they made a decision to let these people go, and they had served them for six years, and on the seventh year, the year of Jubilee, every 50 years was a year of Jubilee, which is a canceling of debts. And the Bible says that God was upset with the people because they changed their mind. In the house of God, they said, we'll let you go. And once they got free, they changed their mind. And the Bible says that every one of them brought back their Hebrew slaves into captivity. This is going to make sense in a minute. So the people who were indebted to their slave masters were working long hours and long days and finally, the word of the Lord came and said, I have proclaimed liberty to you. Now let your Hebrew slaves go free. Let them go free. Set them free. The people who were indebted to you had to be set free. It was not a matter of choice or personal preference. I'm going to keep this one or that one's not really worth much to me. I'm going to let them go. You know, this one is really means a lot to me and he can really produce a lot for me. That wasn't a matter of preference. God said didn't matter if they did a little, if they owed you a little or owed you a lot. You had to let them go. And the Bible says that God's promises of blessing for their future was linked to the law of Jubilee. Therefore, because they changed their mind, notice they had a change of heart and they had a change of mind. The Bible says, because you have not proclaimed liberty to me, this is what I proclaim to you. I proclaim liberty to you. Verse 17, put that verse up back again. Jeremiah 34, 17. It says, therefore, thus says the Lord, you have not obeyed me in proclaiming liberty. He says, Therefore, I proclaim liberty to you, to the sword, to pestilence, and to famine. Notice that their destruction was brought upon them because they changed their mind. In other words, they were willing to let them go, and then they said, oh, we've changed our mind. You know, things aren't going good for business right now. Things aren't going good for the economy right now. We've changed our mind. Notice God says, because you changed your mind and would not release the debtor, God said, you will be at my liberty. You will be at my liberty because you changed your mind. Notice they would be taken to Babylon. The Bible says that the king Nebuchadnezzar would come and he would take all of the young people and he would take them all as slaves because they were not willing to proclaim liberty to their Hebrews. And the Bible says that Babylon would come and that's the whole message of Jeremiah is that the Lord God says, I am proclaiming liberty to you. Uh, he told Zedekiah, you're going to see uh, the king of Babylon face to face and he will shackle you. You're not going to die by the sword. 
But he's going to shackle you. And just as you and your nation shackled the people and would not release, when I said release, I'm going to shackle you and I'm going to take you to Babylon where you will suffer the consequences of not proclaiming liberty. In other words, you're going to reap what you sow. Now let's make sense of this in the New Testament. Because how many of you know that the New Testament is commentary to the Old Testament, and the Old Testament is commentary to the New Testament, and Jesus Christ, if you haven't figured it out yet, Jesus Christ is your freedman. You no longer are indebted to sin. You are no longer indebted to the old man. Jesus Christ has set you free. He's not your slave master. He's the one who has set you free. He has proclaimed liberty to you. What Jesus, what man has not been able to do for you, Jesus Christ has done for you. You see, the Bible says that the law was not able to set man free. The law was not able to give you what man needed because man was evil. But Jesus Christ came and the Bible says he became a servant of all and he has ransomed us. How many of you are the Lord's freed men this morning? How many of you guys know that Jesus Christ has set you free? And the book of Romans it says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free. That Greek word made me free is the Greek word eleutherus. The Greek word eleutherus was uh, inscribed, and they have a picture of it. It was inscribed on ancient Greek coins, and eleuthera basically was the personification of liberty. And they inscribed this, uh, uh, this personification, this motto on their coins, and it basically represented their liberty. It represented uh, a liberty. And that Greek word eleuthero means to acquit, to liberate, to set free, to deliver, uh, to realize one's destiny in Jesus Christ. If you haven't figured out the message that Jeremiah is preaching is that you are your own slave master. Many of us change our minds. We make a decision for Jesus Christ one day and then the next day we've changed our minds about him. We've changed our minds about the freedom that he's given us. I know there ain't no slave masters here, but how many of you guys know that you have an old man that every once in a while he decides to snatch the new man in Christ says, I'm going to enslave you again to sin and to bad thoughts and to thinking evil again. I'm going to bring you back. The Greek word eleuthero was personification. It was their motto of living. It's kind of like America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. And now not only do we have freedom of religion, the liberty to serve God, you can serve whatever you want. And that's the beauty of our country. But now we've we, we, we see the gross sin that is taking place because of liberty. What is inscribed on our coin is, 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 is says who we are as a people. In God we trust. Now, Eleuthero was inscribed in ancient Greek on their coins, and that was their epithet. That was their epithet. In other words, that's what this is what we're going to live for. This is how we're going to be known. This is our epithet. But notice that their epithet became their epitaph. If you want freedom, 
If you're going to live by the freedom that Christ has for you, then live freedom to the fullest. The Bible says in the book of John, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And there ain't no other truth that is going to set you free. The psychologist might have told you you were crazy, but that didn't set you free. The doctor may have told you you were sick and gave you a prescription, but that didn't set you free. The hospital might have examined you and said you were sick, but you haven't been sick set free. Only Jesus Christ can set you free. I'm really preaching this morning. Have you changed your mind about Jesus? Have you repented of repenting? Because that's what they did. Have you repented of repenting? They said, we, we, made a, we made a decision for Christ, but then the next day, trials got a little bit difficulty. Maybe someone looked at him the wrong way and they repented of repenting. I didn't just write this message last night because I went through something. I wrote this message weeks ago. And God said, if you want to see people set free, deliver this message and I'll back you up. I'll back you up. Proclaim liberty to those that are captive. Some of you guys don't even have liberty to smile. Some of you guys look like the, uh, what, what do they call it? The, the Spice Girls of the Book of Lamentation. You can't even smile, you can't clap, you can't rejoice because you ain't got no liberty. How many of you guys have liberty here this morning? I'm not going to let someone's opinion about me keep me in bondage. Some of you guys have this bondage because of what people or what you think people might think about you. The Bible says in Galatians 5.1, Stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and not be entangled again to a yoke of bondage. You see, the law was a yoke of bondage. You were in a, a yoke of bondage to those who, 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 who you were indebted to. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that if you were a husband and you were the sole provider of, of your family and you died, guess what? Now all your children and your, uh, you would become slaves of the people in which you had indebted yourself to. So stand fast. In other words, stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with a yoke of Bondage in First Corinthians seven twenty two, the Apostle Paul says, "We, uh, we are Christ freed men. He who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freed men. Likewise, he who called us while free is Christ's slave. Notice he calls us freed men. I was never a slave." The Bible says that if you uh, are, uh, uh, if you give yourself to, to sin, you're a slave of sin. Whom you obey, you're a slave to. And so, what does Jesus Christ set us free from? We are no longer slaves to sin. I know that's very difficult. Romans six six says, knowing that our old man was crucified, that we shall no longer be slaves to sin. We are, our world, we are our greatest slave master. We'll never get away from the old man. 
The Apostle Paul said, the things that I do not want to do, and the, he says, I do, and the thing that I want to do, he says, I have this struggle within me. In other words, you're going to struggle with that slave master who was indebted to sin, who was indebted to garbage at one time in your life, and there's always going to be that old man inside of you that was crucified with Christ, but the Bible says that we have been buried with Christ. And you have that new man inside of you that wants freedom, that wants liberty. Have I really been set free? Do I act free? So we're no longer slaves to sin. In other words, sin's not my master. In Romans 6, he says, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. In verse 14, he says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. In other words, uh, does sin have dominion over you? Does it change? Do you change your mind? You are no longer slaves to sin. You are no longer a slave of unrighteousness. But secondly, you are a slave of righteousness. Romans 6.18 says, Having been set free from sin, you have become slaves of righteousness. Amen. If you're going to be enslaved, be enslaved to righteousness. Now, I know that many of you want to do right. None of you guys get up in the morning saying, oh, I just want to do some unrighteous thing this morning. None of us gets up in the morning thinking, how can I disobey God? I know that you wouldn't be in church this morning if you didn't want to honor God, if you didn't want to be set free. You wouldn't be here this morning if you didn't want to live right. That what once enslaved us, what once dominated us, oftentimes comes back to visit us. And the world doesn't even know, but Satan knows. And God says, I have set you free, so you are now a slave of right doing. Notice, at one time we were wrongdoing. But God says, now I'm going to reverse you to a righteous man of God, to a righteous woman of God, and I'm going to make you a slave into right doing. How many slaves to right doing do we have? I know Paul said, I want to do what's right. I want to do what's right. Tell your neighbor, I want to do what's right. So you're no longer a slave to sin. You're no longer, and thirdly, you're no longer in bondage to fear of false brethren. I read this verse a few weeks back in Romans 6.21. The Bible says, what fruit then did you have when which you are now ashamed? He's talking about your past life. But now having been set free and become slaves of God, you have fruit of holiness and everlasting life. The Bible says that Paul was in the church, uh, stealth brothers, false brethren came in stealthily to, to look at, to, to see their liberty in which they had in Christ. In other words, what they were, what they were doing is trying to figure out, you know, do they really obey the law? Are they really uh, set free? And because they were given themselves over to Christ and releasing themselves from the rituals and the, and, and, and the law of Ju Judaism. The Bible says that men stealthily came in to examine their life. You know, I've come to realize not everybody in your life wants the best for you. 
but they're looking for an opportunity to discredit you. They stealthily come in to examine your liberty, to examine, you know, I mean, whether they're eating meat or not eating meat, whether they're kosher or non-kosher. And Paul, the apostle, and Peter said that God don't give a rip what you eat. Just enjoy your food to the glory of God. Some of you are so concerned with what other people are doing instead of walking your walk and just allowing God to just change you and mold you. False brethren, the Bible says, stealthily who came in to indebt us, the Bible said, to indebt us. In Romans chapter 8, verse 21, the Bible says that we have been given a glorious liberty. Notice that the law was not able to set us free. Notice it was conditional. You know, work for me for six years. On the seventh year, you will go free. But I can change my mind. I'll forgive you if I feel like it today. But I don't know what kind of mood I'll be in tomorrow. I just might change my mind about you. Some of us are conflicted with the old man and the new man. And we're changing our mind constantly. And God says because you have changed your mind. Therefore I proclaim liberty to you. This morning I have made up my mind. I will stay free. I have made up my mind to serve Jesus Christ. Whom the son has set free is free indeed. If you want to walk around with chains and you know be the chain gang and walk around as a locksmith with the key releasing and locking people up that's up to you but I will be set free God says you changed your mind you've changed your mind and you brought back your Hebrew brothers back into slavery And God says if you do this not only are you bringing them back in but I proclaim liberty to you to the sword and to pestilence and to famine. How many of you guys could agree? We're, we're not experiencing the liberty that our founders had in the United States of America. The freedom to serve and to worship, to, 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 to serve God. The freedom to practice your faith and to be vocal about it. But now anything goes and everything goes. And so God said... I've given you a nation. I've given you a covenant. You made a covenant with me. You entered a covenant with me. And you agreed in the, notice, in the house of the Lord that you would set them free. And it came and you let them go, but you changed your mind. Have you changed your mind this morning about Jesus Christ? Have you changed your mind about the new life in Jesus Christ? Have you repented of repenting? Some of us need to break free, break, break ourselves free of the chains of bondage and fear of men. We have a glorious liberty. We have a glorious liberty available in Jesus Christ, and only Jesus Christ can give you the true liberty, full liberty, without cost, because He is our Redeemer. Notice the Bible says, These are my people whom I have bought out of Egypt. What is this? God is prophesying about the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. These are my people. They are slaves unto me because I have redeemed them from the land of Egypt. The Bible says that Jesus Christ became our ransom, his life. And Isaiah 61, popular portion of scripture. 
The Bible says that Jesus Christ walked into the temple. The Bible says someone opened up the scroll for him. Jesus didn't even open up the text. If you read the Bible, Jesus didn't walk in and say, this is my message. He just simply allowed the attendant to open up the scroll. And the attendant opened up the scroll. And it just so happened. It just so happens. In Isaiah 61, it just so happened. Jesus Christ opened up the text. And it fell in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings. This is good tidings this morning. Some of you guys thought I was going to preach out of the law. This is good tidings. This is, this is good news. This is good message. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. Anybody poor in spirit here this morning? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the Bible says that he stopped right there. He shut the book because he says this is jubilee. It's fulfilled in your hearing. The Lord God has anointed me to Proclaim liberty to the captives. Are there any captive people in here? No, we don't have any slave owner. We don't have any slaves. I'm not a slave owner. Have you changed your mind about Jesus? Have you made a decision for Jesus Christ? You know that Jesus Christ, the Bible says, was given as our ransom. Think about that for just a minute. He paid for your debt in full. He paid for your sickness in full. He paid for your freedom in full. He didn't give a down payment. He didn't put a layaway and says, well, you know, you got 30 days. You can come back and, 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 and get, get, you know, get your money out. He didn't put a down payment on you. Or maybe, you know, Jesus didn't even take a lease on you to see how things would go. He says, paid in full. Every one of you. He paid for your sin. He paid for my sin. He paid so that we would no longer be slaves of sin but so that we could be slaves of righteousness am I speaking to anybody in here this morning in 2 Corinthians my last verse of scripture I'll wrap it up with this the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.17 now the Lord is spirit the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty I don't know about you but I want the liberty that Jesus has I'm not going to let someone else's opinion or someone else's obstacle chain me down. I'm not going to let what someone said to me or what I heard somebody say about me hold me in bondage. How many of you know that Jesus Christ has set you free and whom the Son sets free is free indeed? I have not changed my mind. And he hasn't changed his mind about you either. Jesus isn't saying, well, I'm going to let you go today. Oh, but you, you, no, I'm going to hold you back in bondage. Jesus is not like that. He set you free, so be free. He sets you free, so continue remaining free. I don't know about you, but I can without a doubt say I'm no longer in bondage to what once held me captive. I'm no longer a slave to unrighteousness. I'm no longer enslaved to bondage and fear anymore. How many of you know that the Bible says that the fear of man is a snare? But the Lord is my freedman. I am the Lord's freedman. He has set me free and I will remain free. Would you go ahead and stand to your feet this morning?